Welcome to Random Rant Generator. I am St. Bride, this is St. Stephen, and that is St. Barbara. Yeah. Hello. I I get that reference. What? What? (laughs) 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 Um, So which one? Which one what? Because somebody should know St. Stephen. Patron saint of bricklayers. That is correct. Okay. All right, Freemason. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Freebird. (laughs) All right. Then there's St. Bride, which is this patron saint of bridges. Okay, that's the perfect because there's a connection between two separate entities is the bridge. Yep. Mm -hmm. And finally, St. Barbara, which of course, as everyone knows, the patron saint of minors. (laughs) <laughs> those underground, not those under 18. I, was, I saw where your brain went. Sadly, I saw that all the way down. I don't know why you didn't say kids. Like, I don't know why it was specifically minors, but okay, I get it. It's the pick and, pick and shovel ones. Okay. Yes. That's, that's fascinating. Mm, yeah, fun, I mean, fun fact. Fun fact. It's good. I learned something new. So am I, am I McBride? Like no, I'm McBride. You're McBride. You're patron saint of bricklayers. Okay, cool. Because I'm brick house. Fuck, I forgot the words. Never mind, it doesn't matter. You're just another brick in the wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was another brick reference, yes. Yes. So, I would like to talk about NCIS. No. Yeah! Different one? Okay, that's fine. Uh, that's um, CSI Miami. They are all the same. <laughs> you're not too far off. You're not, you're not far off. Um, but specifically, I wanted to focus this topic not about like. So first off, there's like 17 seasons. That's God, wrong. Damn. I don't know how many actually there is. I think there's only 16. Okay. Um, <laughs> please look that up for me. While the internet comments yell at me about this, which is fine. Um, but I want to talk about how to change characters over time, mm-hmm. as well as how to replace characters. In interesting ways. And I think oh, so this, using this as a conduit to explain yes. such a concept. Or at least talk gotcha. about it. Where they did well and where they didn't do so well. Yeah! Okay. So, NCS stars, of course, as everyone most knows, Mark Hamill? Mark, Mark Hammond. Harmon, thank you. Yes. Um, who yes. plays Leroy Jethro Gibbs. Fuck, yeah. A I, man with yeah. three names, none of them a first. Leroy Jethro Gibbs. <laughs> middle name. In case you're wondering who Mark Hamill is. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> I was like a thinking about Star Wars, and I'm like, oh, oh Mark Hamill. Yes, gotcha, gotcha, that's why gotcha. I paused, looked blankly oh, ahead. About- hey, I gotta make at least yeah. one off reference to the wrong thing. Okay. Yeah. Um. As you do. So the first couple seasons, they are of course trying to find their foot. So first off, NCIS is a spinoff of another show called JAG. Really? Judge Advocate General. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Um, which was a much more of in the courtroom, and this moved it more onto the street. Right. Well, I think you have mentioned this before, like in in like regular conversation. I, I probably know. have. Man, I don't know. Um. Yeah. Maybe someday we'll talk about Jack. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. That's don't, fair. don't do it. There's we a couple. Can't. There's a couple <laughs> interesting things to talk about. But not we can talk friends. about lawyer shows, because oh, I they, saw one. We can talk about Bull as well. Okay, we'll put that onto the to-do list uh, yeah. for never. Sweet. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. And so, I only saw I'm, like two episodes anyway. I, I'm, I don't even fucking care. We'll, we'll figure that out in the future. 
at some point we'll get around to it. We only have so many options, and at some point we'll have to do everything. Hey, okie dokie. Thank you, Fonz. Is that... That's not Fonz. The, the A, A is, is... I don't I know don't where know. I got any of that from. I don't think that's anybody fine. does. But that's okay. So the first couple seasons, they're developing their characters. Okay. And so a team leader, mm-hmm. the team, mm-hmm. somebody who does all the science and technology. Right. The, like, and then... Go on, sir. The mortician. Yeah, yes. And that is basically the... Bones. Ducky. Ducky. His last name is Mallard. Ducky Bones. So quack quack. No, Bones is a different show. I know it's a different show. And she's an archaeologist. Why? That's a different conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. No. No. This is now a different conversation. I want to know why she's an archaeologist. Oh, Oh, anthropologist. My bad. Okay. (laughs) She's not a mortician. So confused at that moment in time. Like, I just don't know how that's. I mean, archaeology, grave robbing, (laughs) (laughs) paleontologist. Like, eh, they're all kind of the same soup. Fair, fair, fair. And so the one thing that they do is they try to put characters into positions to build it. So the first couple episodes, they introduce the big boss. Okay. Um, who's kind of the one who runs the department, but they don't really use them except for as like when you're getting in trouble or we need this thing solved Get right now. Get out of card. Basically, yes. Yeah. ex boss. And they realize that having three members total, the team leader and two team members, really didn't do well. Mm-hmm. And it kind of really narrowed the scope of what kind of characters they could have and how they could tell stories. And when you start off with one character being a cop, the other one being a former uh, Secret Service agent, there's very little room to talk about people that are new to experiences. Mm-hmm. And so they brought in their third member of the team, which for the most of the rest of the series, it's team leader and three team members. Okay. It does extend up to four and even five at certain points, but for the vast majority, it's three. And okay. they each fill a different role. So they brought in somebody who had a background in technology, a background in criminology, and really trying to bring this team together. But the big thing was he had no field experience. Hmm. And so as time goes on, these characters each get to grow. And at certain points, you have to either reset your team hmm. or you're going to keep telling the same stories over and over and over again. All right. And so when you look at them... There's a few different ones where they did really good, and there's other ones where they didn't do as good, and I think it really hurt the show. Mm-hmm. So, Are you talking about episodes? Uh, so, for example, there's an Emmy assistant to start with. His name is Gerald. Mm-hmm. And later they bring in a different Emmy's assistant who is – I lost the name. Jimmy Palmer. Jimmy Palmer. And that What's was a name? really good one because they're very different in who they are as people. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy brought in a lot more of the naivety, a lot more of the – desire to learn that was kind of falling away with the first character okay um versus (laughs) i think that when they brought in ziva david for kate that was not really a very good exchange and it kind of forced them for a while to tell the same episodes over and over again when you get a badass secret service person versus badass massad so so each character had like their contrast, basically. What's your? I I guess I kind of disagree with you because I think when you brought in Ziva, you brought in a whole lot of here's a character on our team who's still building trust. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, so trust in the team or the tr- team's trust in them? Team's trust in them. Okay. So, I think, have you seen much of the show, if at all? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. It's all a blur. So, you start with this, this core team, and then one of the team members ends up leaving the show. Hmm. And so, then they bring in this completely new foreign operative of Mossad, which is Israeli. Hmm. Yeah into the team, and this person was like, a, the higher-up boss said that they are filling this seat and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. And so there's a lot of tension of, like, who the hell is this new person? We just lost someone that we really care about, and now we have this stranger here, and this stranger's also doing a few shady things. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so we kind of have to build trust. When was this, when, when did this happen? Uh, it's been going on for basically 2000. No, when did Nazid come in? Uh, oh. Season 4. Yeah. No, I mean, like, what year? Do you know? Uh, 2006? Okay. 2007-ish? Still still during, the, like, the Muslim panic kind of thing, so it makes sense. Or Islamic panic? I don't remember. Yeah. She's Jewish. Yeah. Islam. Islam. Right, not Muslim. Never mind. She, so she's Israeli. Israeli. Okay. Wait, she, she, she had dark skin? No, like, she's just white. Olive skin. Okay. Like... So it's certain like 2003, it's so it's been 2007 yeah. ish. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. 2007. Okay. Not to get into race politics or anything in the middle of your NCIS episode. I was just curious if it was like a, like a, I don't know, like if they use that. It's that's a person. Never mind. It's not. There's nothing. I have nothing to go, go on. So Continue they basically bring in this character who is the daughter of the leader of Muzat. Right. So there is a whole lot of distrust, and I think a whole lot of stories that they were able to tell that way that they did not get to tell okay. with our Secret Service agent that they brought in at the beginning. Hmm. I won't disagree with that, but if you, they basically used her connections to Israel as a crutch for telling every single story. Hmm. And every single story was the same thing about when you're talking about what is the big fear that's overarching the entire thing. It's not that there's a, you know, it's all about Ziva and where her loyalties lie. It's all about Ziva and this. It's about Ziva and this. And they basically used it as, well, we need something to write about. And so we're going to focus 100% on her being Mossad for the connection throughout the entire season. I, I've heard of similar stories in, uh, like this in like different like show, shows. Did they, like, did they do the whole... Are they bad? Or are they good? Thing like pretty well. Like was it like was it interesting and in, like the whole and like the development and the understanding of the character, or was it just like a kind of tacked on to try to cause some last minute drama for shit? Like, Both. Okay, it's fair. There are parts of the story that was told really well, mm-hmm. but the fact that her father became a reoccurring character and even for a while the main character of the entire show mm-hmm. really showed where. Her, as a character, was very shallow. Mm. And they then really worked hard to write episodes specifically about trying to develop her character. That is this back and forth between, I am Mossad, but I want to become a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. I have all this background in, you know, killing people, but I also mm. have the torture and the torment from doing that. Yeah. And Interesting. There was basically one character, his entire story was, I like her and I want to date her. Okay. And there really wasn't much for him, and the only times it really didn't go down that road is when they brought in his father as Mm -hmm. a reoccurring character, and kind of was like, oh look, he has this family thing. 
Now they're back to trying to date each other. Now it's a family thing. And now we imply that they dated together and had sex. But now they're back to there. Mm. Who was that one? A Tony. And Tony's father. Okay. I guess. Well, I mean, they, they did the whole trope of like, okay, we have our two main leads, male and female. Will they get together? Will they not? Ah, yeah. Mm. And so with the first main female lead, they took a like, these people... If they were the last two humans on Earth, mm-hmm. would not be getting together. <laughs> they finally, they, they, they get kind of a, like, sibling tolerate your, each other sort right, of relationship. Right. But, but that took anthrax. Like, let's it be took, it, 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 it literally took Tony getting anthrax and the plague. Wow. Like, oh, no, sorry, taking white pestis. So it would have been it, um, bubonic plague. It was bubonic plague. Sorry, not anthrax. Wow. That's fucking Which, wild. Which, fun fact, is still quite alive and well. Yeah. No, I heard. That's actually hilarious. But, I mean... So, so there was a little bit of contrast there of, like, the first two, yeah, they have very different values and are never going to mesh as people, versus once first girl left, they brought in a new woman, then... So when Kate left and Ziva came in... Yeah. Then there was a lot more, like, they were able to bring in a lot more sexual tension. Hmm. And, like, Tony never really grew after season three until way later on. There was, like, four, five, six, and seven... His character was the same. Bummer. And I feel like that was because his entire character's focus was dating Ziva. And, yeah, he's a good police work. We didn't really get anything on his backstory. Um, we then got one episode where they went back to his uh, his former boarding school he went to. But, like, he didn't really get an opportunity to really be a character and have anything unless his father came to town. Yeah. Compare that to the other character, um, McGee, uh, who he yeah, was... Magoo. Magoo, yeah. yes. That is Magoo. Oh, oh wait, no, is it? Wait, wait. Yeah. So they call him... Proby, Magoo. Mick. Mick Muffin. Like Mc, oh. McProby, Magoo, McGee. Oh, just call him Mick. Yeah, his name, his name is Timothy yeah. McGee. Um, okay. But he had a character from the entire thing, which is, I understand technology, mm. but I and not a field agent. Mm. And so one of the best episodes he's in, um, one of my favorite episodes of him, is when he stops two guys in an alley, sees a gunshot go off, shoots the back, and then it turns he out he, a bystander. he kills a cop. Oh, I was just guessing. That's and, a um, I'm not going to ruin the entire... We're, we're part of the episode. Him, like, working through Basically him feelings. working through that entire thing of... Did I do the right thing all the way through? Mm. Did I do what I was supposed to do? Did I actually follow my protocols? Because he's referred to as the robot. Right. And um, him just coming up with the entire thing of accepting that he killed the cop to the point where the end of the episode kind of sealed everything up together, which is he then had another opportunity to shoot somebody because they drew a gun on, they drew a gun on him. Mm-hmm. And he shot hesitated. Him in the leg. No, he hesitated. Mm. And so his boss, who was with him, shot the guy. Yeah. Because he was going to kill them. Yeah. And you know, his comment is, "If you ever do that again, I'm taking your badge." And his perspective on his reverence for the gun and how he used it mm. changed from there forward. And it's like this was a huge growing episode for him. And so he got a bunch of those where he got the opportunity to address an issue that had been going on that they'd consistently brought up, that they'd consistently pointed out, 
and he got a chance to work through it and come to a conclusion where it was no longer a issue. It was something that was moving towards a strength. Mm-hmm. Um, then one of the parts where uh, the former uh, director of NCIS, which is um, there, she gets killed. They bring in a new director, and immediately those three people that we've been talking about, Ziva, uh, Tony, and Tim, get shipped off. Mm. And Gibbs gets handed a brand new team that is literally discount each of them. Except for Ziva, because they traded out a Mossad operative for a paralegal. Okay. That's but you as, trade as, out... As, as you do. As one does. <laughs> as one does. I mean... Yeah. We can send right. in a Mossad operative or the law. And everyone's like, oh, God, the law is coming. <laughs> right. Both useful, hardly interchangeable. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's literally like one character is Tony, only not as good at anything. <laughs> Wait, would you disagree with that? Worst Tony. Like, yep. Yeah, everyone was a little bit like a step down. Because you have like Shit, McGee, Tony. who gets traded out with another tech who has no field experience. McGee now has... You know, five, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, who's not as good about using technology. Who basically shouldn't be where he is. And he's had a bunch of problems throughout the entire series. Like, he's been a recurring character that's got himself, what, locked in a basement at one point. Um, oh, lost I, his gun twice. Oh, I love him, though. He's just such an endearing <laughs> he's character. He's endearing Endearing. He's endearing. It's like, it's kind of teddy bear character. You're like, oh, you're yeah. cute. Also, like, you are, you have so many problems and should not be in this job. But he, even that character, gets a chance to learn and grow. And by yeah. his end of yeah. his time on the show is yeah. his, a, his, a much bigger leader, a lot more confident in his skills, a lot more capable. He gets, so like basically, a, like, his character leaves with an honorable death. So it's like Legally Blonde. No. Mm-mm. Legally Blonde 2. No. Okay. However, they do they both take place in D.C. Okay, that's fair. I think while there may be stagnant points for each character, with the exception of Kate, every single character that leaves the show mm-hmm. actually does grow a whole lot. Okay. Yeah. I but mean, that's kind of something about having, what, 16, 17 seasons, is you actually have time to spend a season focusing on a character. Right. And really letting them it, grow. Instead of, like, trying to put them all into, like, a couple episodes. 18 seasons. God <laughs> fucking that's damn it. But by um, the end, like, everyone starts out a little bit unsure of themselves to, like, completely unsure of themselves and incompetent. Hmm. And by the end of their time there, they're leading their own team. They're running their own investigations, and you can just you see the growth. Right. Yep. Right. You actually see the arc in yeah. the character. Yeah. And no, it that's... makes it really satisfying. Yeah. Looking back on some of these old characters and the way the show has treated them, where yeah. they still have their personalities, and there are still things that they're not good at, things that they are good at, their hmm. interests, and they grow in a way that seems very natural to how they would progress if they were an actual human. Yeah. Okay, of so, like, well, this person's never going to be good at X, and right. even by the end, they're not good at X. <laughs> but they are just a more well-rounded human. But yeah, like, going back to Tony and his stagnation mm-hmm. for many seasons is only brought along because of a major event. Mm-hmm. And it takes a cataclysmic event to get him to start growing again. Or mm-hmm. for, I guess, the writers to care about his character mm-hmm. as more than just a lovesick puppy dog. 
Well, he was the frat boy kind of entertainment character. Yeah, and, and that's how they were trying to draw on viewers at the beginning. Right. And it worked to an extent for long enough that the writers were probably like, yeah, whatever. Right. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. And then finally hit a point where it's like, well, do everyone else has grown and he's now like four steps behind and it <laughs> shows. Right. Yeah. Maybe we should have him start taking a steps into like being a functioning adult. Yeah. No, that would be... <laughs> he's never a functioning adult by right. the end of the he series. He is a functioning adult by the end of the series. But like... I mean, I, I would but, hope a fucking police officer... Of the fucking law. Or wait, what? what well, there... it's just like very. He's very childish child. and immature. Right. Basically, like, so he end... would come in and he would immediately start talking about his one night stand from the previous day. Ah, gotcha. Um, he yeah. would look at uh, Timothy McGee and talk about how he's not getting laid and that makes him less <laughs> of a man. Um, he would then hit on the girl that was across the desk from him. So he's. Know, hit just... on every female he comes across. Yep. So, um, so, so fully he, every other person he sees beneath him. So he's like an '80s fucking sitcom bully or some shit like, or like sitcom. So, well, maybe like, maybe like we just said. So when it comes boy, to huh? bullying, it's it's much more of I would say that it's it's an entire thing of where he has authority over them, right? And he just to the point uses it. Okay. What about '80s cool guy? No. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I mean, the, he tries. Okay. The entire thing of he's like also his a character. Big movies buff and like that's kind of who he tries to emulate. Gotcha. So like, Archer. Yeah. Um, like he is tube socks and Mighty Mouse stapler. Like okay. that is those are like the two most reoccurring things about his character. Mm. Take with it what you will. Mm. Uh, but no, like they really do strive to tell these stories, allow people to grow up. And then when it comes to replacing, they try to put it in a way that can build the team in a different direction mm-hmm. so they can tell new stories. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so, yes, like, yeah. So, like, they, um, Ziva leaves mm-hmm. and they bring in Ellie, who is a former NSA, uh, basically writes. Uh, analyst. That's security what analyst. Yeah, security yeah. analyst. So like a, sits in a room, goes over computer stuff. Like never that. been really in the field. Very basically goes. How reading. could we be attacked? Mm-hmm. And then what can we do to prevent that attack? Mm-hmm. And if that attack does happen, what are the best steps we could take? Mm-hmm. So how how eccentric was the uh, uh, the, the the corpse person? The uh, ducky. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, Ducky. He's fantastic. <laughs> um, so, Ducky, the best way to describe him is he's a man who has a, who everything has happened to. Mm. Um, his entire backstory is he was a former um, officer in the Royal Army, which was uh, basically UK's version of their armed forces yeah. as a doctor. Okay. Uh Went through a, a few different conflicts, especially around Afghanistan. Okay. Um, ended up, uh, basically due to some issues with his mother, mm-hmm. taking her from London because somebody was was, in his mind, um, taking advantage of her, mm-hmm. and moved to America. Okay. And through one thing to another, he ended up as NTS as the, uh, doc. As a medical examiner. Mm. And so, like... Doc Mallard is a damn fine name, by the way. Oh. Uh, His full name is... Crap. 
I can't think of his first name. What's Death his name? Not Donald Mallard. Donald what Mallard? Donald Mallard? That is unfortunate. Sure. <laughs> Donald what Mallard? Everyone calls him Ducky. I can he's, see that now. He's a very grandfatherly character to all the rest of the characters. Right. So he's older. He's he's older, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Uh, was, and yeah. he's... Horatio. That's right. Wow. That's Radio? a fucking... Radio? That's, a, that's a title of a name yep, right Yeah, Donald there. Horatio Mallard. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it is Donald Horatio. That is fucking unfortunate. <laughs> kind of like one of, Ducky. one of his <laughs> sort of tropes in the whole series is he will... Oh, that reminds me of... And start just telling a story yeah. and will not stop until he realizes that everyone's walked out of the room. <laughs> is that where you got that fucking D&D character from or are you just an asshole? Um, no. Oh, probably that, that, that helped out with inspiring it. Fair enough. No, it was much more about, um, we'll talk about a D&D character later. How about now? Okay, fine. No, So fine. basically the idea oh, is okay. to make a guy who finds out that at the end of his life, he actually has to become a wizard. Mm. And so you take a, you know, take an elf, make him about 250, 300 years old. And he's been around for forever, hmm. working a simple job. And so he joins a party, goes around, and has to like help out. The problem is everybody he knows from an area died 200 years ago. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, we need to go do this. Like, oh, I know. That's Jimmy. He used to be the best, best blacksmith in town. And you go over there and be like, oh, I'm looking for Jimmy. And they're like... Jimmy died 150 years ago. Hmm. Poor guy. <laughs> his friends are dead. <laughs> right? <laughs> but he has no like understanding of or knowledge of the arcana, so he's basically trying to learn how to be a wizard in his twilight years. Yeah. And so he completely forgets everything and just, you know, just, hey, you kids, stay off my lawn, and if you say no, firebolt. That's hilarious. That's the only one he can do. No. <laughs> no, he can do more things, but it's Everything like just... else is too complicated to remember. <laughs> no, he can do magic missile. He can do fireball. He's got the basics. Gonna call him. Anyway, he can do mage hand and take off. Nah. So circling back to Donald Duck. Donald, Donald Horatio Mallard. Fucking Mallard. Or even in just the the grand topic of. Taking away characters and introducing other characters. Yeah. Are there other places that you found have either done it really well or really poorly? Yeah. Um. Well, for real, really well. Probably my f- so like, NCS is one of the uh, better ones for it. Um. I think that the one that did it the best in my mind is Mash. Mm. But that's like a sixty-five hour conversation because I love Mash. Um. Mm. Beyond that. I'm really struggling here to find, like, you know, um, brand new stars that really fit the mold. Like, okay, another one that does it well is Doctor Who. But Doctor Who kind of builds their entire thing around changing out, each changing out the character, like making that. the character different, but they're still the same person. So I feel like that's not really a fair equate. What do you have? Dragon Ball Z, go on in the Cell Saga. He replaced Goku very well, which is also what I want to talk about, about Goku being a father. But yeah. I have one I was thinking of that's not necessarily a character replacement, but from the Stargate Atlantis original show, mm-hmm. they bring in a character whose name is Dr. McKay, who's a total ass. So he's, <laughs> he's a brilliant scientist who's also extremely chauvinistic and full of himself and narcissistic. Okay. They then, after eight seasons of that show, mm-hmm. start a spinoff show 
mm-hmm. where they go to Atlantis. So this is a, a sci-fi show. Right. You go through, Stargate Atlantis, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The show's premise is like you go to different worlds, you explore, you find bad guys, you save the universe. Right. All That's in a day's good. work. Yeah. They go to Atlantis, and they take this asshole character, and they actually make him one of the main characters on the new show. Oh, what a twist. And okay. between his interactions with the rest of the main cast, and probably the writers toning him down because he's going to be a main character, right? they actually show a lot of growth with him learning more humility and becoming a lot more of a well-rounded human who realizes his faults. Right. And it's that sort of thing where like, they took a really terrible character mm-hmm. and made small realistic growth changes where this guy didn't change overnight it took three or four seasons to become a like palatable human again Fair enough. but like making somehow taking this asshole and making him endearing um kind of going off of failure at least from my perspective boruto next generation no i was gonna go with when steve carell left the office Oh yeah, and then oh, who fucking replaced Well, there's him? two. I mean, because you had um, yeah. uh, Will. I, I Will, oh, Will Ferrell and James Spade each tried. I forgot um, Will Ferrell was in there for a minute. And it's just the entire thing of like, I dislike The Office to begin with. Mm. Go back to watch the episode Fair about enough. cringe and why I think that they basically the only part of comedy from that thing was just how hard could they run cringe. And just to remind, Avatar was not cringe. Office was the cringe. I just, I just want that to be known. I feel it was, it was overlooked. Yeah, it's probably overlooked. So, but like, it, it really hurt the show, but also it showed how each of the characters needed that one, and they couldn't bring in somebody unless they did the exact same role. But by bringing in somebody the exact same role, they're not going to do it as well, so they had to make a new role for them. And it really showed why the show worked and why it didn't work afterwards. Cora, better than Aang. I'm sorry, was a good replacement for Aang. Also, mm-hmm. was better than Aang. Continue. It's great to know you're wrong on both accounts. To a similar show that I think did a good job when they replaced characters, Parks and Rec. Did they replace characters? So, in season one... Uh-huh. Oh, I'm thinking the, Community. I haven't seen you Parks had, and Rec. They, they had Mark Brandanowitz. Who's just like a wet blanket of a character. They didn't really give him a whole lot to do, and so it wasn't his fault that he was boring. He just didn't get writing as the writers were trying to figure out their cast. Right. The end of the first season, he left, and they brought in two new characters Mm -hmm. who were like polar opposites of each other. Mm -hmm. But somehow in that, that second season on, like, you felt like the cast had come home and really gelled. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Probably one of the ones we should have remembered earlier. That was... Kind of both when they got rid of Charlie Sheen and replaced uh, him yeah. with um, Ashton Kutcher yeah. for Two and a Half Men. Uh, it, it's a show. It's That's a all sh- I can uh, say. <laughs> there is no question that nothing can replace Charlie Sheen. I mean, Char- nothing would want to replace Charlie Sheen. I would, I would say Charlie Sheen is the, the main reason why the show was entertaining, but I also would not say the show was very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just was weird. It was like a if you catch it if, if, if you catch it if it's on kind of like Big Bang Theory, I guess. That that's what it is for me. I think Big Bang is probably a better show, but you know, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't try to tune in to watch it. Uh, going off of 
there with another one. So like Scrubs. Yeah. The last season. Scrubs, I think, was did a, a lot very, of good. Was, so the hard part was they wanted to move on from the main cast and try to turn this into like a generational show where mm-hmm. you have some of the ones hang on, but you get a new class of people coming through this entire hospital environment. Yeah. And the problem is they stuck with the main cast too long yeah. and didn't try to move on early enough. And so they hit a point where they didn't have any more stories to tell. Yeah. They had done all the growth they wanted with the characters, and they're like, we're going to bring in some new characters so that mm. they can grow. But they held on to the old characters trying to like keep people interested. But because it wasn't around the original kind of the original three or four characters yeah. that really made the show whole and the reoccurring characters on the side, there wasn't any desire for people to watch. I was actually I, I was thinking about how uh, uh, Scrubs actually handled like the, the all the side characters that came through, because like there was a lot of like like one of the episode that sticks out with me is the uh, the one with um, I mean it's probably sticks out with a lot of people with uh, Doctor Cox's like brother-in-law or whatever who's played by Brendan Fraser where he's like a ghost and shit like that. Like, him only being in, like, one or two episodes and, like, but, like, developing a lot in those episodes helped. Like, it was, like, a thing Jordan's that... younger brother. So, Dr. Cox's wife's younger brother. Yeah. Yeah. Right. His, uh, I mean, like, him him just, like, showing up and, like, just, like, being being a really good character and, like, how, how he interacted with Dr. Cox and expanding Dr. Cox's, uh, uh... Mm-hmm. Uh, character in general i think i think they did they, they did do like the um like the the short character arcs really well yeah. uh and and they were able to re- reproduce that although that's kind of off table, um so. an episode a show that did it good and bad so we'll go with the bad first and one with the good cheers so the main female on word. there is shelly long mm-hmm. um and so she was the main love the the other side and she was around for the first five years and kind of gave the main character a reason to keep moving forward. Mm. But after a point when she left, there was a big hole that they never really filled. Yeah. And they tried to like move other characters around for it. Mm. But there really wasn't that good, solid love interest for uh, the main character. I forget his name. It's on my head. Um, uh, Ted. Uh, so Sam Ted Malone. Danson. Yeah, Ted Danson as Sam Malone yep. um, for it. But what they did really good is between season two and three or three and four, a uh, guy playing Coach, who was one of the bartenders, died. Yeah. And they brought in um, Woody Harrelson as a character that was like the one of the coach's family friends. Mm. And he developed into this entire different character than Coach, but still was the goofball. Coach was the character that just forgot everything because he was old and senile. Right. And that was his character. You brought in Woody, had much more energy, but is from the little city, doesn't know anything about the big city, mm. and probably didn't go through all of high school, let alone eighth grade. Yeah. And so a lot of things told to him just over his head. Yeah. But it brought in the same type of character, different direction, be able to tell different stories, and it really helped, at least in that, keep the main cast together and keep that Cheers was a good thing. So, what's your take on Three's Company? <sighs> Haven't seen it. No? No. I used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. I watch Nick and Knight a lot. Because, like, see, because, like, I mean, I honestly, the, the, like, the, the, the main crutch of Three's Company 
is that it's a dude who can't who lives with like two females, two attractive females, and he has to pretend he's gay so his uh, 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 landlord doesn't kick him out. And like when it comes to like character development, I've seen a lot of this show, and I gotta tell you, there's there's not. I mean, the character like each time the the, the, the girls were, were were placed almost every season or so. You know what I mean? So like so like. They they had their own like personalities, but like there there weren't there wasn't much development, I guess. Like they weren't characters; they were more like stand-ins for like same so, skits and shit. I think the you difference I mean? is that Three's Company was never meant to be anything more than episodic. Right. That's and what. So yeah. So you take something that's episodic where there's really no reason for time to matter. Replacing characters. Does it doesn't matter really because you're not in time? Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, did, did, so like, that's why I'm like, yeah. they were interesting actors or actresses because they replaced yeah. a couple of the women, but it's like there was no reason to care about time. Yeah. And so you could watch one episode with one group and then and you would jump get the four entire, seasons yeah. and watch another episode, and it's like, okay, rent is due. That's really the only thing that's changed this week. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, what was your feelings about when they changed out the third charm, which – Thought about that. Oh man, it's been a while since I've seen that show. Paige, Piper, Phoebe, and Prue. Yeah. You got all four of them. So that Charmed is a show shouldn't about, be happy about three that. women sisters who are yeah, witches. Yeah, I, I I've heard of the show. I I've only I might have seen like Lance because I know Angels. You know, is no Angels spawn off Buffy the Vampire Angels Slayer. Angels off of Buffy. Okay, this Never is mind. different. Never mind. But right, it's yeah. it's kind of in the same vein. Right. I, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, early, early in the series, I think around season three, uh, one of the people who played Prue Mm -hmm. ended up getting into a spat with the director Mm -hmm. over some, like, miscommunications and just Mm -hmm. not getting along with other cast members. Basically said it's like me or this other cast member, and they're like, great, well, you can leave. So they- Fair enough. They took her out, they brought in a new, um, person- it's kind of weird on the show because the show revolves around like, oh hey, we're sisters, and all of a sudden we have this long lost sister coming in to join our band. <laughs> so the best part of that, we're grieving the death of our like beloved sister. Right, and, and the, so the it's, best part about this is like the reason why they're the the, the the charmed witches is because there's only three sisters total, and they told us that from season one. Yeah, mm. it was all part of the lore somehow. And they're so like, made her a, like a magic clone or something. Basically, like. she was a half-sister. She's a half-sister, mm. and so it kind of fits in. It, right. They, they made it fit. And by the end, like, the the three at the end really did gel. Yeah. And it felt better, but it took, oh, probably a season for them to get on their feet. Mm, yeah, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. I was thinking of shows like Supernatural and just how, like, devastating it would be if, like, you replaced either, like, Sean or Dean. Is that their goddamn name? I don't know. I think so. Sam, Sam, and, Sam, and, Sam and Dean, yeah. If, like, shows I don't watch the show. Right. Well, I, my dad loves that fucking show. Like, he's watched every single season, like, nine fucking times. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's interesting just, like, also, like, not just, like, the characters themselves, but also, like, the, the actors. Because, I mean, like you, were, like, you were talking about, like, the, the, the Scrubs thing. Like, replacing the actors that you've, like, sort of grown with for, for the past, like, ten fucking years, that's a feat in itself, you know what I mean? Like, that's something you can't really just fucking do on a goddamn dime, you know? It's not just... I mean, the, the, the characters themselves are interesting, but, like, the actors themselves become the characters, and, like, trying to replace that that sort of 
a, a mix of like interesting development and like actors pizzazz that's 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 rarely able to be done well in the first place you know what I mean? yeah so being able to like integrate just with like pure character like replace if you replace like a really good actor that's really feeling their character and just replacing trying to replace that character i mean that's i, I mean that's probably why it fails so often it's just because you know you, yeah like yeah yeah, yeah. Normally they get used to writing for one person, and then when they can't write for that, I mean the other things we talk about is like Boy Meets World when they trade out um, uh, Corey's sister to the point where he has a sister, doesn't have a sister, has a sister back. Wait, does Morgan really get dropped and yes. brought back from the show? So so there's a great one where like so she's in like the first couple se- like first season and a half and then she's gone, and like three seasons later they bring her back, and Corey's line is like. Where have you been? I haven't seen you in like a couple years. And she's like, Oh, I've been up in my room doing homework. Like that's, that's literally like the line. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Where they address like there. And so like there's still the joke of like um, when they do reunions, they'll bring back both sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> Just, funny. Yeah. So yeah. um Well like show Stargate. They ended up they had their main cast, they ended up mm-hmm. dropping one of them and replacing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was a temporary replacement, about a season long. But the character they replaced was, like, basically first character 2.0. Like, pretty much the same exact thing. Right. Fills the hole. And... But he has superpowers. But he has... It, actually, yes. Oh, really? oh okay, okay. <laughs> but actually, yes. Gotcha. So, like, 2.0, but actually <laughs> slightly better. Yeah. Not superpowers, ancient one powers. Let's get this... He, he, he was an ancient human who had some special DNA in him that gave him special intellectual mind powers. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, you go through right and, like, in. by himself, like, the actor did a really good job of doing the best he could to fill this hole of a beloved character. Yeah. And basically, like, walking in the same footsteps as the other character, as yeah. though the writer put him. And the whole consensus is that, like, everyone hates that character, because he's not the original. For nothing yeah. he's done. And he right. had, he wouldn't have gotten well, a yeah. chance to become a loved character. Yeah. And yeah. so that's kind of what shows when they write themselves into a hole like that. It's like, people are going to hate your change because right. you did not do the legwork up front to make it acceptable. Right. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. It's like, they, these people have fallen in love with these characters that you're trying to, like, replace because of this thing or that thing. And it's like, there's there's got to be, there's got to be, like, a grieving period of some sort mm-hmm. for, like, the audience to, like, actually embrace, like, the the new thing. Much Even, like... Like a new thing that's different. So it's I, not right. like you're trying to replace my dog with a brand new puppy. Right, overnight. right, right. You know, like, yeah, just, like, maybe get a stuffed animal first and then just... Turn, get it so, down. It looks just I think like, the, no offense. The best replacement I would... <laughs> <laughs> we'll replace it with this goat. <laughs> you won't notice the difference. Um, right? No, so my favorite one, I think the best one's ever been done, was replacing Colonel Henry Blake with... Sorry, Lieutenant Colonel Henry Blake. Let's be accurate to his thing. With mm-hmm. Colonel Potter. And the way the show did it... From um, MASH. MASH. Gotcha. Uh, the main... The commanding officer from the first three seasons versus the rest, mm-hmm. was they actually had an episode where the commander sat down with another person mm-hmm. and talked about how when I went through this, you know, this change, the staff didn't rec- you know, you know, like me. They didn't there because I wasn't Colonel Henry Blake. Mm-hmm. And he goes, 
I never tried to be Carolina Henry Blake. I was myself. Mm-hmm. And I did the mm-hmm. best I could. And I always just was me. Yeah. And talking to you, because Radar O'Reilly left. Mm-hmm. And Maxwell Q. Klinger was filling in on his spot, which he was a re- both of them are on the show at the same time, the company clerk. And basically, it was a really cool callback to when uh, Henry Mor- or, yeah, Harry Morgan, who plays Colonel Potter, was on there for the first time mm-hmm. and really trying to be an actual member of the cast and be this one because Blake was beloved. Yeah. And it shows that like the writers recognize that. Yeah. And the way that they introduce the character, the way they have the character go along... He addresses it from the first season he's there that I am not Henry Blake. Yeah. I'm not trying to be Henry Blake. I am my own self. Yeah. Please give me a chance. And you see that with the characters interacting. You're like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a moment. Right. And now Colonel Potter is also beloved by people who watch MASH. Yeah. And, you know, similar to, like, the argument between Kirk and Picard. Yeah. Um, of course, the correct answer is Cisco. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. I Deep Space Nine captain. Tenley was the captain of the Dreadnought um, class. The, yeah, I remember that guy. He's before he handed off to Worf. He has the face. Oh, and, he and was, the hair. And the hair. Yeah, he, and the also, outfit yep, and a, the spaceship. A right, Jambalaya yeah. had, the, had the one son, the right. single father. Yeah. Ran the circus. Yeah. yeah, ran a circus. Right, yeah. No, ran a Space station. Space station. Circus. Aren't they kind of the same thing? Pretty much. Pretty much. I will say. Now, now, no, no, hold on. Now, there there are two things that I will say that actually do this thing very well Uh, video games and anime. Uh, Final Fantasy and Grand Theft Auto are are, are examples of of like things that. I mean, it's the same premise. You're you're taking. You say Dragon Quest, for crying out loud. Okay, fine. Dragon Quest. It doesn't. doesn't But the best one that does it. It's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, because each character and each main each each character in each season completely changes, right? But there, you have to like sort of take off the uh, the the the, the person not the personalities, but the 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 impact that the uh, past generation left, and try to recreate it in a completely new uh, new style and new way. And they 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 always they they're always like they always have their sort of like JoJo theme. But like they always have their own personality and pizzazz, and it always it's a way to spark life. Despite how much people love season two compared to season six or season four compared to season seven, like it still it still keeps people coming back. You know, with with, with each uh, uh, JoJo's for life. Anyway, what were you saying? So hopefully in the future when they replace characters, they recognize that us as the watch as the audience wants to see the characters also go through that change. Yeah. yeah. And really deeply dig into it versus being like, you're a new person. Hi, yeah. new coworker. Yeah. We're good. Nothing ever happened yeah. leading you to get uh, to come so, into this position. So, we will be back in a little bit. Wait, 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 wait. New characters, yeah or nay? Well, depends how you do it. Things must never change. All must stay the same. We are one. We are Venom. We are Legend.